0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. We're here. I'm back. I have arrived. I've missed you guys. Oh my God. How to even describe where I have been for the last six months? I can't even believe that I've been gone for six months. I think if you would have told me when I recorded my final episode before maternity leave in early December that I would have waited until now to be back, I probably wouldn't have believed you mostly because I've shared my life so publicly for the last 11 years and for the podcast almost six years. So it's been a rare time to hold some things closer to my heart. And I know a lot of you have been wondering if I was coming back when I was coming back and what that was going to look like. And I had to wait for many reasons. But one of those reasons was because motherhood has been a true initiation. And you guys have heard me talk about the ceremony of life. It's been the ultimate ceremony of life. So from, I want to say from the day that Atticus was born, 12 21 until now, everything has been a catapulted journey into ascension and living quite extremely differently than I ever have before. But I, in all honesty, I can say it actually started before that. I think the third trimester of pregnancy for me was a similar initiation. And that's when it all began. At that time, I was going through death cycles, rebirth cycles. I had a really intense final month of pregnancy where I was having contractions every day for a month. And I'll tell you all about that in next week's episode with Jonathan. We're going to talk about the birth story, because if I were to tell you the birth story and all of my updates in this one episode, I'd be talking for many, many hours. So let's just back up. I just prayed to my angels before we started recording this that I could keep this linear and succinct for you guys and make it special and really add value into your life because During this time off, I was able to reassess and reevaluate everything. I was able to reevaluate the way that I approach my work and the energy that I bring with me into the podcast, essentially, right into your lives, into your ears, and into your homes and your hearts. You guys know you're my best friends from all over the world, and I've missed sharing intimately with you. In fact, it's been hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that you guys don't really know about the birth yet or about what it's like for me to be a mom. And soon enough, you will. But I also needed to get out of my comfort zone in that way. And if I can at all inspire you to reassess and reevaluate the way that you approach your life, by how long it took me to get back here on the mic, then I will have done something right As a reflector, I'm just always mirroring other people back to them, especially when I'm living as the true reflector that I'm supposed to be, aka living aligned with myself. And I can tell you there at probably for all of 2021, I wasn't necessarily super aligned and I wasn't bringing forth the energy that I would want to bring into the world. But I didn't know that until I took time off. So, the first thing I should probably tell you as the most major update of them all is that I'm recording in a studio right now. I'm at Dear Media in West Hollywood. I have my beautiful producer here, Anna, and I'm not at home. I don't have Hudson sitting on my lap. I don't have Jonathan walking around the apartment. So, for the first time in almost six years of podcasting, I have committed to doing things differently. And though I've been a big part of this industry for a long time to actually come do something in a studio and to partner with Dear Media, which has been so exciting. It was totally out of my comfort zone. And I'll tell you guys how I got to that place where I was inspired to make this decision. And that's part of this up leveling that I'm going to be talking about in this episode. So the title and the kind of For this episode, is breaking the habit of being yourself because I feel like that's what I was able to do by stepping back from my daily routine for so long. And yes, 99% of my day is spent being a mom and hanging out with Atticus, and I wouldn't have it any other way. But when he goes to bed, and the times that he's napping, and the times that I have help, I've really been able to go inward and I've really been able to make changes in a way that I had no idea how much my soul needed and craved. So that's pretty much where I want to begin. Breaking the habit of being myself and the spiritual upgrades and up levels that have taken place in this initiation into motherhood. And I actually wrote a list because I recorded this once before on a nose and I kind of realized I want to bring a different energy to this episode. I want it to be more linear. I have so many updates for you guys that it would be easy for me to just ramble it all out. But instead, I wrote a list. I wanted to share the top 10, aka like 12 or 13, because I can never stick to 10 ways that motherhood has changed and up leveled me. Most of this is very spiritual because that's kind of what I'm here to do these days. I want to really own who I am and the spiritual side of my personality, because I don't know, I found myself there for the last probably year and a half. And you guys might not agree with me, but I can just tell you from the bottom of my heart, this is how I feel, that I haven't been fully sharing my spiritual ascension and my connection to realms beyond and the fifth dimension and the seventh dimension, astrology, Pleiadian, starseeds. Because I somehow started to feel like, I don't know, I think with everything in the world for the last couple of years and the way that people have been treated, people in the public eye, myself included, it just really caused me to contract and to go inward. And during my time of reevaluation, I realized if I am going to keep showing up and keep sharing my heart, keep up my podcast, keep being in the public and connecting with my audience, I can't do that in a way that's not 150%. And I can't do that in a way where I still feel scared and worried about being called out or being judged. The beauty is when I started blogging all those years ago, I didn't have those fears at all. So I could share so openly. I have my courses, Waking Back Up to Your Soul, The Celestial Diet and Lifestyle, where I really share meditations and plant medicine initiations and share from the bottom of my soul, my channeling of the Pleiadians and everything else. But somehow when it came to Instagram and the podcast, I started to pull back. So the first thing I want to say here is the way that I'll be showing up from here forward is unabashed and unafraid. So if you're ready for that, and I know you guys are because you guys, my diehard audience, have been telling me for so long that you're ready and just be who you are, Jordan. And take time for yourself and then come back and let it rip. So that's pretty much what I'm here to do. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Okay, guys, our next partner is a product that I have been using literally every day, I want to say for the last two years. So I started taking a G1 because I needed more energy after suffering from all of the health ailments that I have had over the last many years. I wanted to optimize my immune system. I don't love taking a ton of pills and vitamins, even though I do, but I wanted to do something different. And I also wanted to see what the hype was all about. You guys have probably seen so many people talking about AG1 and that's because it's pretty much the best in its category. Like I said, I've been taking it for a couple of years, but daily I've committed to six months and I really love it. It doesn't taste like one of those super healthy, super chalky green drinks. It has a very mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to every morning. So you probably are wondering, what is this stuff anyway? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day off right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging literally all the things. So I take it first thing in the morning. The reason why I take it is because I wanted to optimize my health, especially as a mom. I really need to focus on my energy, my digestion, and the simplicity of my routine. You guys know I'm a coffee addict. So I take it before my coffee. I really believe in having that high quality green drink before anything else for optimum absorption. That's just my particular choice. You don't have to do it that way. I like to send it to family and friends. I got my parents hooked on it like I do with everything. You guys know Jane and Byron know what's up. So what we love about it is it is lifestyle friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It will fit into your lifestyle and it contains less than one gram of sugar. So no GMOs, no chemicals, nothing artificial. It's cost effective. So it costs only less than $3 a day. It's an investment in your health. It is cheaper than going to get a coffee every morning. And they have over 7,000 five star reviews which i think is a really big deal tim ferris is a huge fan i love him and that's a big deal that's saying a lot so right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's a really big deal. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com blonde. Again, that is athleticgreens.com blonde to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance you guys will love. Hello, I'm Ariana Maddox, reality TV star, author, mixologist, and major daydreamer. My show, Earth to Ariana, is where we can all get lost in conversation together. Whether it's the weird things we fangirl over or our trauma and triumphs, we all have a story to tell, including you. We really are all connected, and I can't wait to explore these conversations with you. Every week, we will be putting on our comfiest VJs, circling up with a cocktail, and chatting with fans and friends alike. We might even get a little too comfortable. Check out Earth to Ariana anywhere you listen to podcasts. We release new episodes every week. So let's get into the top 10 to 13 ways that motherhood has up leveled my life. Number one, an absolutely huge shift in perspective. I'm realizing now what really matters, and the things that really matter are so different from the things that I used to fret about. I've been slowly getting to this place in my life for many years before I became a mother. But having Atticus, and I'll just take a pause to tell you Atticus is a special being. He is, oh my God, I'm totally going to cry because I've, this is, this is my first time talking about Atticus on the podcast. He is a wise Buddha. And If you've seen him on Instagram, then you probably know he has stars in his eyes. He was born smiling and people will tell you, oh, newborns don't smile. They're just, you know, faking it. You know, it's just gas. No, no. My baby was born smiling and he has never stopped. And he's a bundle of joy and he's super alert. He is five and a half months now, but he has the alertness and awareness of a child who's not an actual baby. And he was born that way. And I truly think the babies coming to this earth right now are like that. My baby is special AF. And so are so many of the other babies that I've met through this process of becoming a mom. And when you stop and think about it, of course they are. Why would any spiritual being choose to come to this planet right now if they were not special and ascended and here to help the planet? So... To even just live with that energy in my home has been a gift, a gift that has changed my perspective very radically. And he's also strong, like he's physically strong and he's mentally and emotionally strong. We went through a lot in the first 10 days of his life, and we'll share about that on the Birth Story podcast. But when we went through all of that, my baby blew me away with his strength and it showed me if he can be this way, then I, a 31-year-old mother, can freaking be this way. And he turned me into a stronger person. And then physically, this child lifted his head all the way up out of the hospital bassinet when he was like two hours old, looked around the room, and then dropped his head back down. And my mom and I looked at each other like, did that actually just happen? And I was just like, thank God my mom's in here because otherwise I would think that after giving birth, I was just having some visual hallucinations or something, but no, he's strong. He's so, he's so special and so wise. And to live with that energy in my home has been a timeline hop in and of itself. So having a baby angel in your home literally changes the entire vibration and frequency of your home space and of your heart. And that's been number one. So I used to worry about so many things. I used to I'm a chronic people pleaser. You guys know this. I'm a reflector. I'm a Libra. I have three planets in Libra, Cancer, Moon, Aquarius, Rising. My whole entire personality is based off of relationships with people and friendships and showing up for others and having these deep connections. So that's a beautiful thing. And I'm so happy that I live that way. But I can also get really, really wrapped up in people pleasing to a debate debilitating degree where I actually can't think about anything else other than people, other people. And I really had to stop freaking doing that as a mom. Because as a mom, you have to think about your baby, your significant other, and yourself, and your family unit. And if you don't think about those things, or you let your own self-care slide, then you're not going to be able to show up for your baby, or essentially for anyone or anything else. So that has changed everything. And I'm really grateful for that. So when I say my shift in perspective took place, I look around and I think about the petty things that I used to literally fret into tears over even back in November and December. And that just doesn't happen anymore. And that's an actual timeline hop and quantum leap into the person that I've wanted to be. And my intention has been to be that person for so long. And thanks to Atticus and thanks to being Atticus's mom, I can do that now. Number two is the act of surrender. I became a mom and literally within a few hours of him being born, I had to start making decisions that I was unprepared to make. He had really severe jaundice. That's what landed us back in the hospital for those 10 days and... At that time, they told me, you have to give him formula and you have to give it to him now. And your breast milk's not going to be enough. And my my breast milk hadn't even come in yet. First time mom had literally given birth that day. And in the hospital, you don't get to decide what kind of formula you give your baby. So I had these like natural, organic, European brands at home that we were excited to give him if we went that route of formula if my breast milk didn't come in as plentiful as I hoped. And at the hospital, they did not have anything like that. And I cannot even tell you the first three ingredients like made me start crying because it was like high fructose corn syrup, sugar, canola oil, all these things that I don't put into my body. And then my baby is a couple hours old. I had to listen to them and I had to surrender. And of course, I consulted our holistic pediatrician and people that I really trust. And everybody said, look, Jordan, with his levels of jaundice, you got to listen to the hospital and just do whatever they tell you to do. Because getting this baby boy home safe and in your arms is the only priority. And when you get home, you can choose for many, many years what you put into his body and what he won't have put into his body. But here at the hospital, you know, they're trying to keep him alive. So we had to surrender and then surrender some more and then... We had to sit there and watch them poke and prod and pick and draw his blood God, five times a day for 10 days in a row. And I realized in my sleep deprived, absolutely hallucinogenic state of exhaustion and new mom post-birth, post-battle of giving birth state, this is the ultimate surrender. And Jonathan and I talked about it right away. We were just like, this is what they try to prepare you for that no one can prepare you for until you're in it. And I have to say that active surrender has taught me to surrender in many other areas of my life. I think that's why I've been able to timeline up and put myself out there in ways that I wasn't doing before and put myself in tough situations and conversations and have more of a de attitude about What other people might think about me. I feel like I'm just showing up in the world as my true self without the conditioning that I had had before of like, make them like you and show up like this and don't offend anyone and all the stuff. Obviously, I'm not trying to offend anyone now either, but I'm not worrying about it so much. And thanks to all the surrender that I had to do in the very beginning, not to mention all the support that we had lined up for post birth, none of it came through. So for the first like month of Atticus's life, my postpartum doula wasn't able to come. My sister and nieces and brother-in-law were really sick, so they couldn't come meet the baby. Like all this stuff kind of happened and threw us for a loop. And sometimes being thrown for a loop is the best thing that can happen to someone who's trying to control everything around them. And when you think about it, Who is not trying to control everything around them? So, with the formula thing, I do want to do a whole episode about formula and breastfeeding, and I'm planning on doing that. I want to break the stigma around breastfeeding because it's been a journey for us, and anything you're doing as a mom is amazing. So, just know that's incredible. I'm getting tons of questions about that. So, I promise that'll be a full solo episode coming soon. But anything you're doing to feed your baby, you're doing the best that you can. That was surrender for me, the most holistic, crunchy vegan mom out there. (laughs) I've had to just do what I wasn't planning on doing. Number three, now I'm so much more clear on what I want in my life. So big changes, big up levels all around. Being here recording at Dear Media, that's huge. That's a huge change for me. It might not sound like a huge change, but my entire business and career is the podcast. So to change it up in a big way from how I've done it before is a really freaking big deal. And I also don't make a lot of changes in my life. I don't like change. I'm the girl who as a child would cry every time my parents got a new car and I would have a very hard time with any type of change. My parents had to trick me when they moved into a new house when I was 14 because I wouldn't let us leave our house, <laughs> my first house. So, change is huge. I feel like I'm just I'm more clear on what I want in my life. And I'm more comfortable making those changes because I've already gone through the biggest change, which is going from being my own personal self with only being responsible for me, myself and I, to becoming responsible for another human being, my child. And that has made everything else kind of just a bonus. And I also was able to let go of some stuff like I had a really tight rein on my podcast And everything about it. And I always told myself, I have to keep doing it this one way because that's how I've always done it. And it's working and I have my team and I'm going to stick with that. But I actually realized, okay, the podcast was my baby. But now I have my baby, Atticus. And there's a lot of other things I want to do in my career other than podcasting. So here we are. I promise you I'm going to be here every week podcasting at least once a week. But I also want to do so many other things. And that clarity helped me make this big decision to take this leap and to do things in a more upgraded way. Now that I had the bravery and the courage to take that leap and I'm looking around, I'm realizing this was the right decision beyond. This is an upgraded everything. Feels really good to dress up, to drive here, versus being at home with Atticus and our nanny and trying to somehow record. I don't know how I ever would have done that. So just major newness all around. I also wanted to speak to the idea of like an eight or nine year cycle in business that I've noticed with all of my friends who are entrepreneurs, including myself. So I've been doing this for like between nine to 11 years, when you really think about when I started doing it full time. Same with a lot of my friends around like 2011, 2012, we dove into the very early stages of the blogging and influencing world. And everyone around me, myself included, has been ready for a change. And then all these people that I'm meeting who I didn't even know before are telling me how they're ready for a change. And that made me think about the fact that I think after eight or nine years, it's really good to shake things up. I think our parents' generation, they did things for 50 years, and they didn't really have the opportunity to shake things up, or they didn't want to, or they weren't taught. My dad, for example, ran his business from the time he was 19 until he sold his business at the age of 70. And so we've always gotten the advice to just be consistent, work hard, put your head down. If it's working, don't change it. And I really just realize it's time to break that mold for those of us who have the flexibility and are able to do that. These eight or nine year cycles where you're no longer as passionate about what you're doing need to be shaken up, which has introduced all these new elements into my life, which gets me into what I want to tell you guys those other things that I'm into are. I mean, okay, I've been into these things all along, but doing them in a bigger way is important to me now. So astrology, you've probably picked up on this on my Instagram. It's one of the only things that I've been talking about. When you have a baby and the baby's sleeping a lot and you're home all the time with the baby, you do have time to pursue and read and do things that, at least for me, I did not have time to do before because I was in my routine and my cycle and I was working constantly So stepping back from that work gave me the opportunity to crack open some astrology books and to actually start learning different elements of astrology that I've been telling myself I would learn for like 10 years. So I've always been an astrology junkie. I got my Libra tattoo when I was 21 living in Italy. At that time, I only knew how I resonate with being a Libra. It's all about balance and it's an air sign. And I love the idea of astrology and celestial realms. But I've had so much more to learn and I've, I've had the opportunity to learn from all my guests over the years on the podcast, but cracked open some ancient texts and really decided, you know what, I'm going to sign up for some courses. I'm going to really teach myself what are the 12 houses and what do they mean and how the planets work in conjunction with the 12 zodiac signs and the age of Aquarius that we're in, which I've studied for many years through Kundalini and Kabbalah. But to actually give myself that time to become more of an expert, and trust me, there are many more experts than me, but becoming more of an expert has given me a lot more confidence and even just consistency in my studying. And I'm such a lover of learning. And if you look at my entire birth chart in astrology, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. My son, Libra, is in the ninth house of philosophy and education and learning and spirituality. So hello, like I'm supposed to be studying this stuff. Also astrology falls into the ninth house. So studying and then teaching and transmuting and talking about astrology is one of my life's purposes when you even just look at my chart. That gave me a lot of confidence and showed me there's a reason why I'm so into this. Anything that we're into is truly written in the stars. And then also in my chart, my moon in Cancer is in the sixth house. So being in the sixth house is all about health. And the body and wellness and when you think about the moon sign, which some people resonate with their moon more than their sun and our emotions and that's how we interact with the world, of course, my career has been based off of wellness and health and the body And it has gone so much deeper than the body, but that's how it started. And I've also had a lot of body issues and chronic health issues, chronic illness. So it was actually written in the stars for me to have a chronic illness and to learn how to heal myself. I also have three planets in the 12th house. And there's something in astrology called your life path. And I did a TikTok about it. I'll try to link it for you guys so you can see it. And my life path is Saturn in Capricorn in the 12th house. That is all about death, rebirth, <laughs> deep transformation. Like the 12th house is like the excavation of our soul. It's why I've had like 10 different death processes in my late 20s and post Saturn return, why I've kind of I've I've had no choice but to transform. I almost died many times. You guys know this, like, or if you're new to the podcast, maybe you don't know. But all of those near-death experiences completely changed my life. And of course they did, but they are written in the stars. So I've had the opportunity to study astrology much deeper. And I'm getting a lot of questions about whether I will be reading birth charts, if you can can hire me as an astrology reader. And I don't know yet because I'm not necessarily into being a one-on-one teacher. I've always done things in kind of a larger way like talking on the podcast or hosting retreats or maybe doing things with somebody else. So stay tuned because that is all still shaking itself out. And the other thing that I've had the opportunity to do during this time off and that I want to pursue and that I want to be serious about pursuing because you know I've been talking about this for like eight years ever since my last book came out. But writing books, Every time I do plant medicine and go on these deeper journeys, I'm shown this is my purpose. I'm literally shaken, shaken by the angels above and the spirit guides and the ancestors because they're like, why are you scared? Why aren't you doing it? My next point on the list, which is what I've been doing a lot of with my medium Nikki Novo. She'll be on the podcast soon. We have been channeling Louise Hay. And I actually meant to bring the book with me just so that I could have the energy like in my hands, but I didn't bring it today. Louise Hay, You Can Heal Your Life. And that's a book that I've come back to time and time again. And during my postpartum time, when things were getting kind of tough, I returned to my spiritual teachers and the books that have helped me for the last many years. So Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer, A Course in Miracles, Abraham Hicks, those kind of being the top ones, the only teachers that I'm really looking to right now. And I started channeling Louise Hay with Nikki. We go up into the Akashic Records and we speak to her. And Nikki's a really talented medium, if you haven't heard her on the podcast before. And she's been helping me with my skills for a while. And I'm also just a lot more just more ready to talk about this now, like I don't really even feel like I have to preface it the way that I used to. I just channel I do it all the time, I do it every day. I talk to other realms more than I talk to people here on this earth, so that's kind of you know new direction of the podcast, but it's not that new so I've been talking about it for years, so in the channeling of louise Hay she's really helped me see this is my purpose. I got so sick and I had to go through those death and rebirth processes. Because I had to heal my life and I had to learn that the power of the mind is the most powerful thing in the entire world, we can literally heal ourselves. With that, our physical body can take a huge toll. So I'm definitely not denying the fact that physical stuff happens and doctors are helpful and healers, holistic healers are helpful. And Western medicine is amazing when needed. I'm on it right now because I had hives all over my face earlier this week. But beyond everything that happens physically, it starts internal. And then if we don't pay attention to it, it becomes a huge physical ailment. And I've had a lot of both. And it all also starts in the aura. And when our aura starts to get muddied from other people's energies and darkness and the darkness of the world and things that we're not listening to our heart and our soul about and anxieties. And and when we push off what we truly care about, we will get ourselves sick. Some people are more prone to chronic illness than others. And some people are more prone to mental health and all of that. It's all intertwined. Mine is always very physical. My body starts to speak to me when I'm not listening to it. So with the channeling of Louise Hay, she's been really helping me see that writing books is Where it's at for me. So, part of this decision to kind of bring my podcast over to Dear Media is to find a way to have more help and more support so that I have more time and space to do these other things. So, I'm trying to batch some episodes. And once I get those rolling, I think I'll have more time for myself to study astrology and to write. And I'm really excited about that because any other mother knows time is limited when you're a mom. And we do have a part time nanny brand new, Karina. She's incredible. And my parents are super helpful. And my husband is super helpful. He's so supportive. He also has a full-time job though, but when he's around, he's a hundred percent full-on dad. So we have a lot of support, but even though we do have a lot of support, I've really felt in my core and made the decision that I also want to be around a lot. I don't want to miss a thing with Atticus I have my passions and my career, and that's important to me. And I'm going to keep it going. And I also need to work. Like, it's, it's a part of my life path, a part of my karma and my soul. However, I really don't want to miss much when it comes to Atticus. And I'm trying to find the balance right now between being a working mom and being a stay-at-home mom. And I think we can do both. I mean, I'll report back now that I'm actually working again and let you guys know how that all works out. But, you know, two days on, three days off, three days on, two days off. Some work weeks will be heavier than others. I had the opportunity in May, my actual first day working again. I got to shoot with Nike. And that was like a dream come true. It was so random because this is how I believe that the universe works. When we are not fretting about opportunities and we're not living in our email, and we're not pushing, pushing, pushing to get things have them come to us when we step back, I do believe the universe rewards us with abundance. So I didn't check my email literally from December until April. And when I did check my email, finally, again, in April, I had a bunch of emails about this opportunity with a fitness brand and this inquiry for me to sign an NDA. And I finally was like, hey, okay, I'll sign the NDA. I'm not working though. I'm on my maternity leave. Like I had a huge boundary. With that. And I signed the NDA and ended up finding out about this opportunity with Nike and Dick's Sporting Goods. So anybody who has grown up in a town like me, Sacramento, Dick's Sporting Goods are everywhere. Big sporting store. So for those two brands, I had the opportunity in the end of May to shoot with them. You know, they weren't looking for traditional models. They were looking for people who were in the wellness space. And I got to do this epic like 10 hour shoot day (laughs) And I was having an existential crisis because I was so excited about it. And I still felt very freshly postpartum. And I really was worried about leaving Atticus for the whole day to the point where I thought about bringing him. And then I thought about that would be so difficult for everyone on set, including Atticus. Like, I think he'd be happier at home. So I left him for the first time and he was with his grandparents and he was extremely happy. But as a mom, that was hard. And I know I'm going to have a lot of days like that, but I can't even tell you how worth it that day was. And I thought about not doing it so many times because I had this image in my head of myself as a stay-at-home mom who can work, but work from home and not really leave him for like so many hours at a time. But I did it. And this is what I'm talking about, about surrender. Like, it doesn't have to have a label on it. And it none of it does. And some work weeks, like I said, will be heavier than others. And other times, like at the end of this month, I get to go on a 10-day vacation in Hawaii with my family. So we're just, you know, floating and figuring it all out. And I guess I'm sharing this because I'm sure a lot of other moms can relate. And that's kind of the position that I'm in, especially as a self-employed person. I know I'm lucky that I don't have to show up for a traditional job or a boss or anything like that. But when you're self-employed, you also don't get maternity leave. You don't get anything. Like I just had to figure it out all on my own and do it in a way that worked for me. And I'm really pleased with how I did it. And I've had some friends who are also self-employed ask me, is it worth it? To take all that time off and not have any income coming in for however many months. And I'm telling everybody if you're in the position to do it, yes, it's worth it. Is it uncomfortable to not have an income stream coming in when you're so used to it? Absolutely. But will you ever get that time back with your baby, especially your first child? No. So I'm just speaking from my own experience, obviously not projecting this onto anyone else. People can do whatever they want and whatever they need to do. But I felt that it's important to share my experience because that's what I'm here to do. The next thing on my list is marriage. The bond of seeing your significant other become a parent is out of this world. And it's hard. You don't have as much time for each other. The, The dynamic changes, the dynamic in the household changes. And even with Hudson, our cat, like we all had to learn the new dynamic of the family with having Atticus in the home. So, The marriage stuff has been above and beyond. Jonathan has exceeded every single expectation of what he would be like as a father. I feel like he was born to be a father. I'm so lucky that he gets to be my baby daddy. He's epic. And we'll talk more about that in the episode together. But I would be remiss if I didn't add that to my list, that marriage and working on our marriage and putting our marriage first, even throughout, putting being parents first has been really, really important. And there are hard days. So we are with you in the new parent realm, like learning how that all goes. And when both people are extremely sleep deprived and the way that we communicate with each other, we've had to become better people, to be honest. And I have a lot more compassion for him and for everyone outside of myself because I've had to literally become a better person to be kinder to him, even throughout the sleep deprivation and Mother's instinct is everything, but fathers have their instinct and to respect each other. Just a deeper mutual level of respect that I feel like I I didn't have the opportunity to experience with Jonathan until now. I mean, obviously, because we were cat parents and I think that set us up for something. And I always said, because of seeing him with Hudson, like, okay, I feel like he's this type of dad and I'm more of like the helicopter parent and he's super relaxed and I feel like it's good to have both. But having a human child is, is a whole different ballgame, I can officially attest. So we'll talk about that. Feel free to send in your questions about marriage for that episode. The next thing on my list is learning to lean on my angels and spiritual teachings and healings from the other realm. This was something that I learned from giving birth. I had to let go and let God. Literally, I had to because I almost died. I mean, I felt, In my childbirth, like I died, when I was able to eke out some words to Jonathan and our doula, Patty, I said, I'm just so you know, I'm not going to survive this. I'm actually dying. I'm not giving birth. I'm dying. And everybody thought I was just having an anxiety attack or something until we all realized I was nine centimeters dilated before we even got to the hospital. So I knew the baby was coming out in the car and he really did. That's why our TikTok has 25 million views because Jonathan recorded the almost birth in the car. And we can try to leave a link to that in the show notes. So anyway, I had to let go and let God. And at some point in this birth process, I realized, oh yeah, I can call on my angels. That was my plan all along, but I was so scared and I almost forgot to do that. So the birth and actually literally physically having our angels come to us and me being able to see the ancestors physically is something that I have been able to carry with me into this process of life and calling on them every morning. And I haven't had a good night of sleep in six months. And I promise I'm never going to be one of those parents who says the annoying thing, enjoy your sleep while you can. Like, I hate when people say that, but Atticus sleeps like an angel, but I have insomnia anyway. So that's kind of been what I've been dealing with. So I haven't had a normal night of sleep for six months. And with that, every morning when I wake up with my baby and I don't get to sleep in the way that I used to with this insomnia thing that I deal with, I just call on the angels and I just say, please help me live in my highest and greatest good today. Let's stay in a high vibration, a high frequency. Will you please carry me through I want to be happy with my baby. I don't want to feel these negative feelings of like extreme tiredness. And they come through. And yes, I'm still tired, but I can enjoy life because I'm calling on a power above. That's overly simplified, but we can do a whole episode where we dive deeper into it. The next thing, which I think is number nine, even though I'm kind of jumping around, the Pleiadian connection, the starseed connection. I'm really not as afraid, like I said, to show up and talk about the fact that it's been many years since I feel like I've lived in the third dimension. I feel like I'm kind of just chilling, channeling other realms. And that's also written in the stars for me and written in my birth chart. So something that I've learned from channeling the star seeds every day, especially as I see our world erupting into more and more chaos every single day, is that we have a responsibility each and every individual person on this planet to show up as the most authentic, highest version of ourselves. To do that, we also have to be rooted on the earth. That's hard for me to do. So I've been working on it. I've been going to yoga. Hot yoga has saved my life, by the way. Probably the number one healer for me, just like exercise-wise and physically post-birth. Love it. I've been a hot yoga girl forever. So that's been grounding me. But also, if you're going to channel to realms above and you're going to spend time... Dabbling in these other universes, then you have to be grounded. The star seeds have taught me that and reminded me about that. And they've also taught me, I mentioned this before, but like the don't give a fuck attitude. And that's always been something that's hard for me because I think there's like memes about this, but like I actually do give a fuck. I care about everything. I care about everyone, everything. I'm worried about stuff. But the star seeds have shown me if you just trust that you're carried. And you just trust that the universe has got you and God, karma, whatever you want to call it, you're supported. So trust, please, dear God, Jordan, trust and do a trust fall. I guess that's the other theme of this episode. I've been in like the ultimate trust fall for the last six months, just knowing that I'm guided and knowing that I'm supported and that everything's good. Everything's more than good. And I'm really thankful for that. I've returned to the teachings of the Pleiadians in a big way. I resubscribed to Gaia, the, you know, spiritual TV, like there's Hulu, normal Gaia, spiritual TV. I resubscribed because I just wanted to dive deep again. And I find that my soul is really nourished from learning about these things. And I don't know, I I tapped myself out of it for a certain period of time and maybe things just ebb and flow. But I've been reading the books again, Bringers of the Dawn, Family of Light, and they're reminding me the stuff that occurs in my mind is not crazy. I'm just tapped in. And if you're listening, because everything's happening for a reason and time doesn't exist. So if you're here listening, you're tapped in as well. We all are. We just have to find our specific medicine and the specific things that help us grow and evolve. And if you're here, you're probably at least a little bit interested in those dimensions above. So I'm not even talking about this in a woo woo way. Like there's science involved in all of this as well. That's something that I've been able to get into with the way that I've been studying astrology and even human design with Jenna, my best friend, who is going to be on an episode in a couple weeks. We actually already recorded it. So we talked about like the science behind all of this. So if for whatever reason you're here and you're like, this stuff is woo-woo, I doubt it because I think everybody here is on the same page. But if you are or like your husband's in the background shaking his head, this stuff is proven, people, and we'll get into it. This is like a new season and a new era of the Balanced Bond and nothing is off limits. So if you're skeptical, I'm happy that you're here. And if you're not, then I'm really also very happy that you're here. I've had a lot of middle of the night revelations about it being time. Like I've shot up out of bed and been like, it's time to like tell people what I'm really experiencing. That the veil is so thin and the threads of the universe are right in front of my eyes all the time. And it's a gift. So why not share that gift? And to be honest with you, during this time, because it was so nourishing to my soul and I was so burnt out. I didn't know for like a few weeks there in the beginning of postpartum if I ever wanted to podcast again because I'm sensitive and people are mean. But I ultimately decided it's worth it. And so thank you for being here. Like I'm not ending the episode. It sounds like I am. But thank you for being here. I just feel like really, really grateful that you guys have supported me for all these years. Number 10, healing my body. I'll talk all about this in either the birth story episode or a postpartum solo episode. But some awesome things I've done postpartum that have helped me heal are taking my placenta as pills. So I didn't have any postpartum depression. I did have a lot of anxiety, though. My hair has been thick and plentiful. My skin's been great. I had the breast milk kind of issue, but my milk was still coming in and I was still able to nourish Atticus with the breast milk for many, many months. I think the placenta pills were a game changer. I'll talk more about that. I have been microdosing a lot of psilocybin. Not today. I'm here 100% clear-headed today, but sometimes the mushrooms just make me even more clear-headed. So I will definitely be microdosing in some future solo episodes. That has helped me a lot because like I said, I had postpartum anxiety. I had these intrusive thoughts like constantly thinking about walking with Atticus when he was like six pounds and just me falling on the ground and smashing him. I think really normal for moms to have those intrusive thoughts or like to this day when Jonathan's holding the baby, I'm like, be careful. Hey, be careful. Why don't you just be careful on those stairs? And he wants to kill me. But I'm also just like, this is what it's like to be a mom. So to get rid of those kind of like irrational anxieties is really helpful. And you guys know I've been in the plant medicine world for a long time. And that's another avenue of my future is plant medicine and facilitating ceremonies and going deeper with that. And I'm learning from many teachers right now and just enjoying being a student of the medicine right now. But there are futures for this. And you guys ask me all the time about retreats and whatnot, and they'll be planned when the time is right. It'll definitely happen. And I want to have a lot of experts on to talk about this stuff too. So I've been working with a midwife with microdosing psilocybin. You guys know Last year, last season, I did an episode with my therapist, Nick, about ketamine and psilocybin and MDMA. If you guys want to go back and listen to that, I've done ayahuasca episodes with shamans. And I think there's a lot of that to come on this season. It's going to be really, really cool. So number 11. Oh, this one's big. My relationship with others and especially like my friendships have shifted in a really good way. And it's interesting when we release control and we surrender what happens. Like I held so tightly onto my friendships for a really long time. You guys know a lot of my closest friends I've had since kindergarten and middle school and college. And I kind of keep a hold of everybody. I I don't drift with people and I don't let people go. But my container was getting pretty freaking full. And as a mom... And like I told you in November, December, I was still crying to Jonathan about a lot of stuff, like people pleasing stuff, and things where I was being really sensitive and felt like certain people, they don't care as much as I do. And I'm not getting reciprocal energy from some of my friendships. And basically, Atticus came along and a lot of this spreading of that kind of stuff melted away because my perspective changed on what's important. But beyond that, I feel like the universe has conspired to give me deeper connections with the people who are really supposed to be at the forefront of my life. And that doesn't mean I have ill will toward anybody or that I'm calling anybody toxic. It's kind of just like who's on your wavelength and who's on your wavelength at the same time as you. And those things can ebb and flow. But you've probably noticed on my Instagram who I'm spending a lot of time with. And I feel so nourished by those friendships and the energy is extremely reciprocated. And I realize because it's written in my birth chart, so I don't have to feel bad about this or I don't have to feel like I'm just a crazy sensitive, overly sensitive person. Friendships and relationships and how I commune with the people in my life are at the forefront of my life. And if that doesn't feel correct to me or it doesn't feel like I have depth and reciprocation and energy... It does make me really sad. So it's really beautiful to be on that page with my friends and to also have my friends be in Atticus's life and like the people who he is drawn to and he is comfortable with, which is everybody, by the way, because this little child is kind of like a special being. Like I said, he's quite happy with everybody, but I can see who he has a special bond with. I have so much like reverence for those people because they've really stepped up with my child and they've helped me a lot. Like I had friends making me food postpartum and coming over and holding the baby right after the jaundice scare in the hospital. And he just melted in their arms. And like one of my best friends who I grew up with, actually two of my best friends that I grew up with are pregnant right now. And so we have like this really deep bond because I'm able to pay it forward with them the way that other moms did with me when I was pregnant and when I was about to be a new mom and my relationships with my friends who are moms have gotten very deep too. And I'm not just talking about people that I see every day, but people who, when I was in the hospital with Atticus and things were really scary, who checked in like 10 to 15 times a day, as opposed to people who didn't check in at all. And no shade. It just, I know now where I want to put my energy and it's in places that are reciprocal. And I've also realized too, and like we can talk, we'll talk more about this in the episode with Jenna. I'm a four six in human design, four six reflector. Sometimes 4'6s have to be reminded that, okay, this is going to sound bad, but I'm just going to say it, that we're not the center of the universe. And it's not that I ever thought that. And I also feel like I'm the opposite of a narcissist because I have such a radar for narcissists and narcissists are drawn to me because I'm a reflector. But I mean in the sense that like, oh everybody's dealing with so much freaking stuff in their life. And sometimes people aren't thinking about what I'm going through. And I feel like I've just surrendered so much. And when I did that, the universe blessed me with these relationships that literally are family. And like Jonathan and I, we are surrounded by soul family. I'm so thankful for them. And all those people will be on the podcast. And they've all been on the podcast before. We're just surrounded by soul family. I mean, I just know who I could call on in the middle of the night. And I know that because I've had to do that in this postpartum time because it's been a really wild time. So thank you to everybody who has been the best friend ever. I just had to throw that out there. And then my community, you guys have actually been there for me. I tell you all the time that you're my best friends from all over the world. But you guys like legit check in. Like I get emails from some of you that are so touching that I cry. And even if I don't respond, because I have to be honest with you, I've only responded to like select emails in the last six months. I read them and I save them and I'll probably respond at some time because I have a major folder of stuff that I want to respond to. But even if I haven't, just know that the energy is felt. And oh my God, thank you so much. I hope that episodes like this, you can feel the love in my heart for giving Back to you guys for being so patient with me and sending so much love my way. I just want to give you value, make you happy, all the good stuff. Now I want to head into some Q&A stuff because I have some fantastic questions that have been sent your way. And by the way, I've said for like three months, send in your questions for solos. So some of you sent in questions, the same questions every time. And thank you (laughs) because this was like, whoa a wild time. And I'm going to try to get to those. And I'm also going to do full Q&A solo episodes too. So don't worry that I'm only going to get to a few right now. But let's just dive in. So Lisa said, can you talk about your quantum leap into health? Absolutely. I feel like quantum leaps have been the theme of my life. They've been the name of the game lately. And the way that I really quantum leapt into health was a couple different ways. Number one, it was all mindset. Number two, breaking the habit of being myself, aka the theme of this episode. Number three, finding really aligned healers. So like I have my Chinese medicine doctor. She's the one who really detoxed me from parasites and helped me get pregnant. But I had to go through journeys to get to that point. I found the diet that works best for me. I found the cleanse programs that work best for me. And I had to do that because my body was breaking down. I took antifungal medications for mold. Like I had to move out of a moldy home. Those things are obvious, but the quantum leap that took place was me almost dying in my water fast two years ago in the very beginning of the pandemic and talking to God and saying, I want to live. Don't let me die. I want to live. I want my life and I'm choosing health because I don't want to live the way that I've been living, I would rather not go through my life that way and be bedridden and have my husband have to take care of me. That's not the life that we signed up for. And I committed to that timeline hop and to the mindset shift. That needs a whole episode in and of itself. But quantum leaps are real and they're everything. That's also science. Oh, I've been reading a lot of like scientific books on time and parallel universes and quantum leaps. Because that has a little bit to do with my fiction that I'm writing and I'm learning a lot. And it's a little dense for me, but one day I'll come on here and like break it all down in a really accessible way. Fun question, lighthearted question. Mel wants to know what was your first meal after birth? My first meal after birth was a vegan breakfast burrito from Erwan. Fun fact: I haven't had an appetite since I gave birth. I think it's kind of rare. People tell me after they give birth, they're like ravenous. I have not had an appetite. And when you're breastfeeding, you really have to eat a lot. Like you have to up your calories, focus on fats, nourishing foods, cooked foods. And so I did that. But I haven't been enjoying food in the same way because I haven't had an appetite. I think it has to do with the hormonal shift. But one of the only things that have actually tasted good to me is the Erwan vegan breakfast burrito. So that's been a staple in my life. Everybody also wants to know, am I still eating the celestial diet, which I was like 100% doing before I got pregnant and some of my pregnancy? And the answer is no. Do I still believe in it? 100% yes. I created it. I think it will meet you where you are. I think if you're healing, it's amazing for you. Our nanny asked me about it this morning and I said, do it. I'm going to send it to you. But for me, because my hormones have changed and my taste buds have changed, I have not been able to eat fruit. Like I'm having some fruit and juices and smoothies, but I just haven't been drawn to those kinds of foods. So I'm listening to my body. I'm eating more cooked foods. Kitchery with tons of nutritional yeast. I want everything savory. Hence the breakfast burrito. Like the more savory, the better. Soups, like hot food, all those nourishing things have been kind of what I'm leaning toward. And somebody said, did you eat grains, legumes, nuts, and seeds while you were healing from postpartum? Yes. I don't really have off-limits foods. I think that's something that might be like a common misconception about me because I've been through so many iterations of dietary theories during my healing, but I don't have off-limits foods. I'm plant-based, quite passionate about that. But other than that, I think a healthy variety is where it's at. Kimberly Snyder came on the show last year and she said, as long as you're eating like plant-forward diet with a variety of foods, it's really good not to cut out anything in particular, unless you have food allergies, which I do. So that's a whole other story. But you know, you know what I'm saying here. People want to know, are you raising Atticus vegan? So far, he's vegetarian because formula, all the vegan formulas are full of the worst ingredients out there. So we get our European formula. It's a goat milk formula. And we definitely want to raise him plant-based and teach him our ideology about why we love the animals and the earth and we have chosen a plant-based life for ourselves. But Jonathan and I also recently decided, we also wanna let him decide, he's wise. And I think any parent that doesn't let their kid teach them just as much as they teach them are missing something. I think kids and babies have a lot to teach us. They're so wise. They actually come straight from the spirit realm. They're angels. So Atticus can decide. Atticus can decide. But when he's a baby and like an infant, yes, I'm going to be feeding him like vegetables and fruit. And soon he'll be eating solid food, which is crazy. Have I been using human design with Atticus? Yes, he's a two four manifesting generator. We talk about that in the episode with Jenna. I learn more about two fours so that I can be the best mama to him. And it's so cool. Like, I feel so grateful to be able to raise Atticus with these tools and ideologies like astrology and human design and the gene keys and all that other stuff to really just know my son inside and out so that I can parent him in the best way possible. And it's not about labels. It's not about like, oh my God, he's a Sagittarius with a cancer moon and a Scorpio rising. He's going to be who he's going to be. But to know these things about him, I think is a huge gift. Like I'm teaching my parents about this stuff now and they wish they had known this all along. You guys know my dad's a reflector. My mom's a projector. My dad's triple fire. My mom's triple water. My niece, who's basically my little sister, is a triple earth and I'm all air with a little bit of water. So if we had known this when I was young and I knew like we knew our household is like an explosive array of like major elements that are a little bit overdone, like my dad being so much fire is Whoa, like it says a lot about his personality. But if we all could have viewed each other that way from the get-go, I think it would have helped everybody. So yes, for those reasons, I'm so happy to be able to raise Atticus. Knowing his, what's written in the stars about him. A thing that's been the hardest about motherhood so far. I mean, honestly, it's so cliche, but the sleep deprivation. My eyes are twitching as I speak because you just like have to learn how to function on less sleep. But like I said, that has a lot to do with my insomnia too. And not just him because he sleeps amazing and some babies sleep amazingly well. So don't be scared to have a baby just because of sleep. Really passionate about telling people that. And then secondly, what was hardest for me was actually the physical recovery from giving birth. I'll talk more about it in the birth story. But the pain for like six weeks was excruciating. And like every time you pee, every time you go to the bathroom, that pain, it was so much worse than I thought it was going to be. And I barely even tore. And I was thankful to do like a vaginal birth, and that went really well. But the pain, anyway, like women are insane. We are warriors. We are amazing. Just know that. Like, we're so strong. I'm so sorry, but men couldn't do it. I tell my husband every day that was one of the hardest things. Gonna rapid fire here morning routine. I wake up with Atticus. I. Don't get to sleep in anymore. If I'm lucky and I wake up before him, I meditate and stretch and journal. And then I bring Atticus into the kitchen with me. I make myself a nice little cold brew coffee. And then we go into the nursery and play. I have a hard rule where I don't turn my phone on for the first hour that I'm playing with him and awake. People who text me early in the morning get kind of mad because I don't see anything until like 9 or 10 in the morning. And even then, I don't really, I'm not like a big responder. Right away, and then we hang out, and I just soak in time with my son. I think it's a really important time in the morning. My parents live upstairs. My mom usually comes down. We'll hang out. We'll talk about work because my mom works with me. She works for the Balance Blonde, and we talk about work. She does all my emails, and then we go on a walk, get outside with the baby, and then the nanny comes three days a week. And that's new. So I have a little bit more space to write or to go to appointments or do hot yoga microdosing, holistic health, everybody wants to know about. Microdosing has been a huge part of my postpartum healing and recovery, especially mentally. We'll do full episodes on that. But am I doing it like daily? Yes, I am. Can't wait to talk about it. So many of the questions you guys sent in are just telling me that you're excited for the podcast to come back. And Plants by Catherine said, yay, just be you and it will be perfect. And honestly, thank you. I think I have the coolest audience ever. So because I'm about to record another episode with the fabulous Kenzie Burke, which you guys will hear in a couple weeks, I will wrap this up. So I hope and I actually feel confident that this was much more linear. Was it? Was it Anna? Than episode number one, I feel really good about it. I feel excited. I love you guys. I'm charged up, fired up to be back on the mic I have so many amazing guests and conversations lined up for you, really inspired to do a lot of solos. Jonathan's going to co-host often and Kenzie's going to co-host often because I'm setting myself up for success so that I don't get burnt out again and so that I can pursue all my passions and avenues. And honestly, Soul on Fire is back. It's the same, but better and upgraded and up-leveled and more honest and more surrendered. So that's the newness. I'm a mom. Atticus is amazing. He's perfect. One day he'll be a guest. And Atticus, if you ever listened to this, thanks for changing my life. I love you guys. If you could be so kind as to rate and review the podcast on iTunes, that'll really help with visibility since I took six months off. I'll do a giveaway for people who rate and review the show on iTunes. Send me a screenshot to jordanatthebalancemon.com and then post a screenshot of you listening on your Instagram story, I'll repost you. And that'll be another way to enter. I'll just do a huge wellness gift box giveaway. I've been sent so much stuff that I haven't even had the chance to open in the last few months. So that'll be part of the gift box. And thank you guys for being in my community. Let's do this. Soul on fire, baby. Let's ascend. Love you guys. Have an amazing day. And shoot me a message. Tell me what you think about the podcast coming back and all these new changes. I love you. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Blonde and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys.